This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Ruck, the rugby podcast from The Times and The Sunday Times, brought to you specially late in the week this week following yesterday's Lions announcement, the squad of 41 announced yesterday, and today, the England announcement of a squad of 31 to go on the Argentina tour in June. There is so much to discuss that we've levelled down our our discussees down to the two of us, just myself and Steve Jones, who has been on the podcast throughout its run. Uh, there were 41 Lions named yesterday. Yes, 41, second biggest Lions squad of all time. Neither Steve nor myself made it on, but we were pretty close. We're going to New Zealand anyway, so we might come on as reserves uh, uh, when the injuries start kicking in. Steve, what what a day yesterday! It was it had all the sort of theatricality and drama of of uh, uh, that we become accustomed to with these things. Uh, I went away with with a real spring in my step. I guess it was just the start of the journey, the 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 day when it kicks off, when the speculation's over, and and you think, however you package it up, you go. I went away thinking. Well, yeah, there is a chance. What about yourself? No, we went, well, <laughs> I went away with a spring in my step because really, I mean, when the Lions start, and yesterday the announcement was the start of the whole, pro- well, the start of the whole process, the actual playing process. It was, first of all, what a pleasure it was to get away from the interminable commercial announcements and all that, all that stuff that surrounds it, which I don't think they need, to actually have some live players and to know who the captain will be. It was, it was great. Um, I keep on uh, running into this mental block, though, Owen, and that is that, you know, they arrive in New Zealand and tired and exhausted, jet lagged on a Wednesday, and they play on Saturday. And I cannot get my the spring in my step to take me around that. Well, that that, that is that is what we're left with. When I was talking to Warren Gatlin after the after the official announcement, it, it was it was all full of. He, he was full of. This is the strongest Lions squad I've been a part of. He's been three. Graham Rowntree, I've, I've hardly ever heard him so effusive. He was mm. talking about the genius and he's never had talent like that to work with. Um, so uplifting. But but no one's actually kidding us here. That Pretty much the last thing Warren said to us was, so yeah, the, the Lions camp starts in mid-May and out of our squad of 41, we think we might get 12 of them there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's preposterous. This is the Lions and 12 people start training. They, they, they do. And it's it's almost like uh, when you're starting a new team, you get, you get 12 people training. When you're starting a new team or it's pouring with rain and or, or you know, or six people have, have flown stuff sort of thing. And, you know, there's, 
not pretend you can do anything with 12. You, you can you can do the fitness stuff and get that up a little bit, but you can't do anything with 12 people. And, you know, whenever, whenever um, uh, more people come along, you've got to explain to the people who come along what the 12 have done. So it's it's interminable. It is token. I, mean, I, I wonder even what the point of doing that first week with 12 is. I mean, uh, you know, maybe wait to the second week when you when a few more teams have been knocked out of their um, uh, club competitions and you can at least get over uh, well over 15, find some opposition, work on something proper. I mean, exactly. what are they going to do together? Well, I don't know. I mean, but even They're not even going to have enough people to form one of those groups to, to get across a river together. Oh, that's no, what they do, isn't it? They no, well, to get... they build, you build these piles and then you, you, it apparently affects team, it helps teams. Or well, they, they, make, they build that. pyramids, don't they? They stand yeah, on each other's the one, shoulder. Yeah. They, yeah. They, might, they might as well go to a pub, actually, because um, you know, they, even if you get 15, there'll probably be 14 forwards or one back or something like that. And you know, the only thing that's going to stop that is if some big team, Munster or Leinster or, um, say, Wasps or, or Saracens, get, get kicked out, and mm. then their players become available. So it is, it is, it's no way to run a railway. It's absolutely ridiculous yeah. when you think of it. Whatever, whatever we say today, that, that is the backdrop. That is, that is the foreground and the background that, that, that shapes the whole thing. It is. You might have the best group of players of all time. Um, I, I, I think that's interesting. Best group of players, of, uh, best Lions group. I mean, I, I can't possibly draw a comparison to 71 or 74, um, though they sounded like fun. But um, uh, certainly in, in the Lions that I've, I've been aware of, I was thinking that 97 team uh, squad, which is fantastic. But they had players that, that actually made it who were only just coming through, you know, big players like Lawrence and Richard Hill who'd only really just started playing mm. international rugby. I, I think maybe that stands this could be viewed as on paper as strong as they come. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I mean, don't forget you've got a team with Gareth Edwards, nine, Barry John, ten, Mike Gibson, twelve, <laughs> JPR Williams, fullback, J- John Bevan, Gerald Davis on the wing. I've Willie, heard of Willie John, Willie John McBride. But look, uh, uh, let's be fair, every every team that went abroad in any sport was either the worst team or the best team to leave these shores. Certainly this is not the worst. It's got talent. It's got um, a, a range of talents. It's got people who can play in, in different positions. So it it, it looks decent and um, just for the moment I think we're going to have to leave aside the 12 man training sessions and just get into the team a little bit and, and see what we think of it but at some stage I guess we've got to stop worrying about the preparation but uh, it really really nags away at me now, this, one, one more thing Owen say, say Steve Hansen brought the All Blacks up uh, and they were all unknown to each other and, and, and they had two days training. They were jet-lagged. They had to play on the first Saturday. The All Blacks wouldn't be any good either if that's what they had to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about surprises um, uh, in the squad that was announced yesterday. But overall, for me, the surprise was that they're taking 41 players. We, we've harped on about how 44, 45, what was Clive Woodward's? Mm, 107. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, was too many. And maybe that was because of the way he organised it rather than the sheer number. But there's going to be a lot of players sitting around on their hands who have to be um, managed brilliantly to keep them interested, to, to make the whole line's magic work and, and, not, and not go rotten on them. Absolutely, and it's a real test because, you know, it, it, in a way, some people, it's bad enough when you're in the midweek team and you're clearly not in, the, not in the test team. But when you're one of the 13 players who I've, I think I've worked out will be not be take any part in the game, won't even be changed, then that, that, that's really difficult. And what you don't want, this, this is a great adventure, but with 
I mean, I can, let's go on to the good bits about the 41 in a minute, but I can see people coming back saying this was meant to be my great adventure, but I started one game and I, and I came on in two others. You know, that's, that's the maximum that some people are going to play. I, I, but I do think that there are, there are pros and cons, but you just, you just hope that all these young lads get a chance to shine. Mm. The, um, the, that thing about coming back from a Lions tour and, as you say, saying this was supposed to be my great adventure, I, I've been leafing through um, a book that you contributed to, um, the, the Lions Oral History. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's, – it's a, it's a lovely, lovely read, and it's, it, it's sequences of players through every single tour talking about what they remember mm. about it, how they felt about it, the crucial moments, turning points, the characters – um, it, it's very, very easy to dip, dip in and out of, so I would recommend it to anyone. But the thing that struck me was we, we, we love the magic of, of the Lions and, and we're all um, tremendously excited about 2017, the Avenger, etc. But it was, it was a number of tours where people do come back going, that wasn't, you know, that wasn't quite what I was hoping for. Uh, hmm. I was pleased to get home. I remember I was reading through the '93 one, and and um, they went from New Zealand to to Fiji, and apparently Frank Cotton from the so the back of the plane said said said, said why couldn't we spend one week in New Zealand <laughs> and twenty weeks in Fiji instead? You know, it is quite often that this thing doesn't go off and isn't isn't this great circus and wonderful event that we we'd like to think of it as. No, no you're right, and and, and that's in, in that's maybe in one way a backhanded tribute to the whole thing that we keep on loving it, but. You you know, let's be fair. I mean, and and let's be completely frank about this. It's usually the, the New Zealand tour where the, the, that people hate the most. I mean, 1977, apparently it rained every day, bar three. The team cheered when their plane lifted off when they left. 1993 was was slightly bleak as well. So uh, 2005, you know, was, was just disastrous. So, I mean, New Zealand is, has creature comforts, possibly not as many as South Africa and Australia. I, I, I love reading about Geech and I think it was must have been seventy seven, talking about how it rained all the time and, 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 and how they were just perpetually keeping their playing shirts on the radiators in their hotel rooms to get them dry for the next game. Yeah. I mean no, talk no. about another era, but uh, well, well, you story. know, I toured in in the era when my, my, my hotel room um, bed uh, bathroom was outside. You know, you had to you had to sort of go out into an outside corridor to go to the loo. So, you know, it's it, at that time it was difficult. The hardships. But the, the the key moment in this and and how you view it is as soon as they pick the team for the first test match. When that happens, the team, however close they are, and they may well remain close. When that happens, it divides into two, and that's when people start thinking, "Blimey, this was going to be the trip of my life, but I'm not I'm not getting a go." Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so, so let's just look at that that forty one closely. We'll, we'll, we'll go through some surprises. Um, most surprising inclusion, uh, Steve. I, I've I've got three down in front of me. Mm. Um, uh, I, I was surprised about Jared Payne um, uh, because if you've got Elliot Daly, who's who's as versatile, I wasn't sure about that. But yeah. um, I think he might be um, one of the players that that really rises through this this one. Um, I don't really see why why you have Ross Moriarty. I don't doubt his talent in the slightest. 
Um, I, don't, I don't want to say the other one you're going to say, but um, the, the, the other person I wasn't quite sure about that, that surprised me was Jack Noel as well, who I have huge uh, admiration for. And I think he'd be a great guy to have on that tour. So maybe that's it. But I, I can't I can't quite see uh, a game fitting around his talents uh, in such a short time to really make him give him the opportunity to make a massive dent on on the uh, on the All Blacks. True. true. That's a, the Noel first. I mean, what I love about it, that there's the son of a Cornish fisherman on a line to her. Not, not, a, not one of the great public schools, n- not from Oxbridge or anything like that. That's why I love it that Carl Sinclair's in it. I think those two, they're just m- marvellous to have those, those guys in it. Um, I don't, Jared Payne, I, I kind of, one of those ones where you, 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 you're shocked and then actually you sit and think about it and you're not quite as shocked because he does have ability and I think he's been held back by, uh, by injury. I, I'm, I'm, Moriarty's had a tremendous season, still quite not, not sure about, the, about that, but I think it's uh, it was too many. There's too many Irish flankers. I think that um, Sean O'Brien and and and, uh, and Stan CJ Stander are both outstanding players. Uh, I think they're very vigorous. I think they're slightly much of a muchness, even though one plays more open side, one blind side. And uh, O'Brien didn't come off uh, on the last lines tour. And I think both of them to have both of them. Uh, they missed the chance to to put a Toji to have a Toji as a blindside flanker and O'Brien bring, and bring didn't in come another off lot. On the last tour. Sorry, you say O'Brien didn't come off as in didn't um, d- didn't warrant d- didn't shine. No, I don't think he did. Not no. in that third test. I, I wasn't there, but I thought that was. Well, he played okay. I, 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 I just don't think he's. You know, I think they're, neither of them are real footballers, and I think you, you know, you've got enough big donkeys in any Lions team. You need some footballers. I'm not, I'm not saying either of them are going to let Lions down. Uh, Moriarty um, is not a massive guy, but blind me, he, he does make up for it in, in sheer intensity. So, you know, I don't think we, we're not talking about a ghastly error here, but it's just just one or two I thought were, were, were wrong, and I would like to see. Marrow play blind uh, blindside because it gives them a chance to to bulk up the team in the second row. Yeah, the, the thing the thing about Stander, t- tell me if you disagree with this, but but so so he brings great ball carrying um, heft. Uh, but but his his hands aren't great. He, he's he's um he's a uh, a bit of a tank. He does one thing really 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 well, doesn't he? He, he does. But so but if you if you're going to play if you want to play a big ball a ball carrier at six, does that not mean that maybe that's where what you could do with Toby Falatau and get someone who can carry well but also has athleticism, hands and footballing brain at the same time? I I, I no, I don't. He, agree he's not with quite that. a tank like like Stander, but he, he's he's not. But also I, I think that um, when you've got two great players for a position you shouldn't just shunt one somewhere else because you don't know who to pick between the two I mean uh, I think t- Toby I think he'll have a great tour it's, I think it's by no means nailed on that he he that Billy Vunapola who I rate fantastically will be the number eight but just going back to Stander um, he, he's a powerful not a massive guy but a very powerful straight runner now the All Blacks have seen a few powerful straight runners in their time and will not be in the least bothered about <laughs> About the prospect. <laughs> this is a reasonable point. Yeah. I, I, one thing that worried me yesterday, um, for, uh, sort of on, on the news front, that um, that was discussed was we, obviously we know we're going to lose um, the Lions will lose um, players to injury, etc. Hmm. But there's already a question mark over Connor Murray and Alan Wynne Jones. And for me, if, if you had to think of two players that you really, really, really would not want to lose, that they would be sort of um, in, in my top ten, I think, at they, this stage. They, they may well be. I mean, they may well be Murray because he's such a great player and, and, and has beaten the All Blacks. Win Jones because at his best he could be the core forward, as he was in 2013. I, I guess the only thing is, though, in the, 
you know, at this time of the season, any list of 41 players you care to mention, even 41 who are not in the team, name another, they're always going to be two or three who have got injury doubts, yeah. you know. Actually, in, in some ways, some of the, it's less bad than we thought, you know. Uh, and a lot of the party have been out injured and come back, which is good because they've been rested. But no, and those two, you'd be praying for, praying for them. I mean, I, I did think... Um, Thought Roundtree, Graham Roundtree yesterday said that Alan Wynne Jones is training, so they were pretty bullish about that. But, you know, Murray is one of these mystery injuries where we hear a little bit and then you wouldn't be at all surprised to learn it was something else. Hope that's hope to goodness not. Mm-hmm. Who, who, Steve, who, who were you um, uh, most surprised they, they omitted, or rather, who, who would you have had in who, who they didn't? It's a good question, that, because I, I, I'm, I'm happy with the team, really. I'm happy with the team. The three or four people I'm not happy with, I can sort of see why those people were brought in, and at least he's true to uh, the, the idea, as he said yesterday, this is going to be a brutal, upfront, in-your-face test series. No, no, we don't have any passengers, don't have any small blokes in it, kind of thing, apart from Stuart Hogg. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm quite happy. I'm not going to pick holes in it and say he, he should have been in, he should have been in. Um, you know, Tipperick possibly has never been in one of my teams, but I can see why he's in because he's got, got that extra extra bit. Uh, I would like to see Jamie Robertson. I mean, everyone said he would be. I think that they've got a problem at uh, 12, as most sides have, which I think Jamie Roberts would have filled better than Robbie Henshaw. The, the, the thing about the twelve, it, it, I think that, I think we'll be talking about this a lot for, for the next um, couple of months, um, w- which is which is sort of why that the player that I would have liked them to have brought, and again, I don't have a problem with this. I can understand completely why it's just bloody obvious why he's not in. But I would have liked George Ford to have been there, and, and the reason is simple: uh, they haven't got they haven't got um, a, a real wealth of of, of, of classy players at twelve. Um, uh, so I would really like to see Owen Farrell at 12. Mm. The trouble with that is, th- as, as we all know, there's very, very little time to, uh, to to bed in anything. So so if they want that, which I hope they will do, then he's going to be training every bloody minute that he can do with Johnny Sexton. Mm. But we know that Johnny Sexton's not going to last the course, or you, you have to plan for the fact that he won't last the course. And then do you suddenly then bring in Dan Bigger as your 10 and start from scratch that's where I think that, that this plan might might come uh, come apart because that's a really hard one to stitch together because Dan Big is such a different type of player to mm. Sexton and Ford so if you had George Ford in there then you could you could bring him in and you've got something ready made that he knows works and we know what George Ford's weakness is and that's why he wasn't selected but that's, that's why I think he would have been good because as you say 12's a sh- we're, we're short on the ground with 12 and if it's not Owen then I don't really know who it is yeah, you're right. I mean, I'd look at it another way. I mean, I saw Worcester play Bath on the weekend and, um, you know, George was just brushed aside. So you talk about Johnny Sexton might not last the course, but, he, you know, if they'd taken George, maybe he wouldn't either. I'd look at it another way and say, look, who, who do you want as 12? Uh, and um, Ben Teo and Robbie Henshaw have been put forward. Robbie Henshaw, to me, is not an inventive 12 he's not a kicking 12 uh, he, he's a straight running 12 okay not 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 uh, one dimensional but be slightly disappointing for me this last uh, this last uh, six nations bentio 
shows things in flashes. I mean, he complains about um, only coming on in the last 10 minutes of a game. But actually, when he comes on, his, his, his interventions are quite fitful. So I would I would just start now. I um, play pl- fly half for me is between uh, Sexton and Bigger and Owen's t- Owen Farrell is 12. He's a monumental player there. He's got another kicking game. And uh, he doesn't take any prisoners. So, uh, but as you say, you know, once you start experimenting, you you, you think, well, well, right, what's our next experiment? Oh, whoops, the first test match is tomorrow. Steve, what were you going to say about Scotland? It was clear there weren't going to be many Scots. There were only two. I thought he'd put three in. I thought it was quite ballsy to stick with just two. Hmm. Of course, there's a lot of, there's, there's, out, there's the predictable outrage um, north of the border. Jim Telfer, Scottish rugby should really feel as if they've been badly let down. Maybe, but when you go through it one by one, th- there's not one one particular him v him where you think, oh, the Scottish guy was hard done by. It's just the way it is. I have to say, uh, hand on heart, I, I may have had two Scots, but probably neither of the ones that are, that are in there um, <laughs> for, for various reasons. But look, it, this is difficult. It, it is one thing rugby fans on all forms of media and in the street, in the bars, on Twitter, expressing their uh, real disappointment. Uh, what is completely wrong is for experienced people like Telfer and McLaughlin, Ian McLaughlin, who apparently seems to be accusing um, uh, Warren of almost having a problem with Scots, not understanding them, which is absolutely ridiculous. He must understand them because he's never lost them as coach of Wales. Um, <laughs> and, and I just think it takes me back to that horrific time when Brian O'Driscoll was quite rightly dropped last time. You don't mind Irish Irish people who were just completely blinded by the icon nature of, of Brian. Couldn't even work out. He declined quite a lot by that time. But when you get sort of Keith Wood and Willie John McBride weighing in, and when you get this hint, look, I'm not going to bother with the Lions anymore. I'm going to follow my own team. That is terrible. It's not the Lions spirit, and people should grow up. The team, I can tell you, 100% was honestly selected and that is that's after speaking to every selector I agree with that completely but the, the, the thing that I went I went away wondering and, and this is again not to suggest bias because I don't believe there was there was the remotest question of anyone's integrity in the way it was selected is is there was no Scot in the room who who says listen you're slightly you're slightly misjudging this guy you don't know quite what a personality he is or or quite how hard is he is in the tackle I see him day by day I mean th- there are players in this squad who got in because one of the coaches said. I just think we can't go without him. Like Warren Gatland mm. insists on bringing Jonathan Joseph who wasn't in. I, I don't know for sure, but but um, but I know that Andy Farrell's a massive um, Jared Payne fan, so he would have been he would have been pushing his cause. That doesn't make him biased. It's just his opinion. There was no Scottish opinion in I the agree, room. I agree. I agree. I mean, they, they were offered uh, the, you know the, a seat there and turned it down. But I think I think were they pos- offered a seat. They were, As a selector, or, well, they, or I know they're offered two people. Two Scots are offered to be coaches. Yeah, well, okay, but that mean, that would have been a voice. If, if you're a coach, if you if you come in and you're one of the senior coaches, you get a say on selection because they, exactly. They all did. And they said no. They said they said no. I mean, when they said no, possibly 
almost as a PR gesture, Warren could have phoned someone in or around the squad to, co- to come along. But that, that's kind of tokenism. I think it's it's unfortunate no one was in there to, to, to put their case. And as you say, to tell the committee something they didn't know about a player. I'd have liked um, Vern Costa in there, actually, because he because he's sort of officially impartial now. He, uh, totally. But, but he's just brimful of the information that might have just turned it some one way or the other. And he's a no-bullshit uh, ki- Kiwi. Vern Costa would have been absolutely ideal. Uh, uh, but I, so I feel, I feel sorry for Scotland. I, I love Scottish rugby. Got all, loads of my family up there, big Glasgow supporters. And then people come up and say, "Well, of course, Wales got more than Scotland, but Scotland beat Wales." Well, if you want to do it on that way, you say, "Well, look what Saracens did to Glasgow, and look what England did to uh, to Scotland." So you know, you've got to be careful going down there. Yeah, I, I, I I can't think of anyone who's close from uh, apart from the guys who went in. I think Richie Gray would have been next, but two or second second row one of the back rows fairly close but I really really can't think of anyone else but what does this does this undermine the the, the Lions thing the the, the the four four countries in one union um, uh, the, you, you you will know that Scottish Scottish rugby fans at this stage say oh, I'm just losing faith with this thing I'm not really a part of it anymore and no one wants that but that is just an unfortunate byproduct of a sequence of tours where they are so poorly represented the Lions um, status and the Lions glories were were created by people like Andy Irving and, and, and Jim Telfer Gavin or, Hastings Gavin Hastings Scott Hastings great Gregor you know, going back till they started, there were Scots on every trip. They have helped create the legend that is the Lions and the brand that's the the Lions. So, just to turn away if you haven't got a pe- people in is wrong. Mm. And there would have been, you know, it, it's poor, it's bad for the Lions when one country is so badly represented, but nothing like as bad as if you start sticking a couple of people, of token people, in just so everybody feels comfortable. Persuaded at all that they, that they can win this series. I'm sorry. I've seen too many, too many. It's brutal down there, on and off the field. I am struggling. I would love to say, yeah, of course they're going to win a test series. Sorry, they're going to win one test. Uh, it'd be nice if they did, but I, 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 I will remain to be convinced that, uh, that that they can do that. I mean, I think the first test is massive because the All Blacks be slightly undercooked. Uh, the All Blacks not as great as they think they are. Otherwise, it wouldn't be any worth anyone going down there. But um, I, I, I'm struggling still. However much I struggle, I can't see them winning a test match. The problem with the undercooked All Blacks is they've got a test match against Tonga the week before. Mm. So they've actually had a proper run out. Well, they were preparation. Y- you would think that you would think that that, that in. When you, when like when England toured toured New Zealand in 2014, that first test England had a, had a, a, a pull together side, but it was the first time the Blacks had played together yeah. for, for six months or whatever. That was their opportunity. Even that sort of that's been partially taken away. Well, what, you know, going back donkeys now. One of the worst England teams to tour was 1985. Sorry, sorry, Stuart Barnes was the, was the outside half, but uh, they were really awful. But they almost won the first test because the All Blacks were undercooked. But these days, there's only one team in world rugby and anywhere in world rugby that is undercooked when it comes to the test series and that's the Lions Today Eddie Jones announced his 31 man squad to tour Argentina uh, I went along expecting the next generation or the next tier of players to uh, t- to be named uh, the likes of Ben Spencer 
Dan Robson at scrum half, for instance, Marlon Yard, uh, Samessa Rocca-Daguni on the wings, Mike Haley, the, the hailed, um, admired uh, sale fullback, Josh Beaumont, uh, who we've been told for a long time is coming through uh, as a lock forward. Um, Eddie did something really unexpected and interesting today. He basically said, listen, that, that lot, that lot, they're not coming with me this time. I'm going to go with my senior players, the England players who didn't make the Lions squad, and then I'm going to go drop down another level and go to the ones still coming through because I want to see if, if any of them are going to make it. I can see what he's saying, but it was a bizarre logic. Um, either that or, or actually the, the aforementioned players. He doesn't really rate. What did you think of that squad today, Steve? Odd. Odd and bizarre, and I couldn't follow the logic. Look, the, the one thing I've always thought is, when you've got a, a, a test team going abroad, um, with, with, with Lions also touring, people harp up and say, oh, right, we've got to give youth a chance. We've got to give youth a chance. Well, when are the people who were sort of first reserve for England, the older guys, when are they going to get a chance? They've got to have one. And look, but, and that's what I would have done. I would have picked my second team and in every in every position. I would have picked the strongest people I had and I would have left development to the under-20s and, and the clubs, etc. But I mean, as you say, it's got this sort of gulf there. It's either the, the old codgers who are not quite making it at the moment or people we've barely heard of so that's bizarre that, I, that's bizarre and people like Josh Beaumont and Haley and these guys it's the ideal situation surely to get to know them better yeah so 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 rather than say Tamana Harrison at, at um at flanker who's been who, who's not on the sheet at, in the slightest or or, or Matt Kvesic who well, we know he's uh, never never been on um on Eddie Jones's uh, wish list uh, you've got um Ben and Tom Curry, uh, two sail sharks, flankers, twins, uh, who, who were playing in the under twenties uh, uh, just recently in the under twenty six nations. They're eighteen years old. Uh, I, I just don't get that because they've got development to do. Uh, they're taking up the place of someone who, who is further along the track and has deserved to be there. I just do not get that at all, Owen. I don't get it. I mean, you've got the under twenties to come. They're both. I've seen them both. Both excellent players, but that is. That is just ridiculous, and it's putting the chicken before the egg, the heart, cart before the horse, and all, and all those uh, uh, and, and metaphors you can think of. The, the s- statement of a sort on on the wing, uh, he, he's picked uh, two uncapped wings, both who, who have been great at under twenties level. Nathan Earl um, in twenty fourteen was uh, outstanding under twenties, Saracens winger. And um, another guy, uh, another player who was on the um, the current under twenties team in the uh, in the Six Nations, Joe Cochranasiga, a London Irish. Um, uh, th- those are both big players. They're the, the big ball carrying type type wingers. Uh, Christian Wade doesn't get doesn't get on get, doesn't get on the on the uh, on the plane. Um, that that's something of a statement, and Joe Cochranasiga again is he old enough? Is he ready enough? He plays for London Irish, so he's not only been playing under twenties, but he's been playing Championship rugby as well. He's not even played uh, any de- decent of um, a Premiership. I I just don't get that. You know, it's almost like he's uh, he's he's got put two team sheets out and they somehow be combined, combined to one that the under 20s I mean I think the under 20s is an overdone concept I think to have the World Cup every year is ridiculous should have it every four years but I really think that he's got the, the, the best of uh, you know what he's good at is, is, is 
is f- is forming a line of, of of succession. But now you've got the sort of first, second in line, third in line, and the twenty ninth in line. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, you, you mentioned Christian Wade. Should we talk about Christian Wade because he appears well, to be that appears to be with him and Danny the final the final rejection. If you're not in this team, when are you ever going to get in? Well, you wonder if, um, if when he when he said that uh, Denny was in the team, it was it was his Australian accent, and he meant meant Danny Cipriani instead of <laughs> Denny Solomona. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, no Cipriani, no Wade. I, I don't think you're sticking your neck out to say in in the Eddie Jones era of England that those two have no future. No, I think you must say that now. I'd be devastated if I was both of them. And um, just watching Christian Wade lately, you just think, wow, you know, what a, what an unbelievable. He's getting better and better, quicker and quicker. He is, he is. He's such a great finisher now. And, and Danny, I'm on the rec- on record of, uh, of really, really rating and really like the way he plays. And I tell you what's sad, though, if, if genuinely they can get a place in the, in the England second, third and fourth team, it just says something terrible about rugby because, you know, it's meant to be an entertainment. I'd rather watch Christian Wade almost than any lion wing that's been selected. Danny can take the ball to the line and put people through beautifully. And um, I, I just think it's really, really, it's a sporting tragedy. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, and finally, we move on to European rugby. There's a massive weekend of European rugby. Um, Saracens didn't need to pick a squad. They've had a brilliant one for bloody ages. And um, uh, they go to Munster in the uh, semi-finals of the Champions Cup. Uh, Leinster travel away to uh, Claremont in Lyon. I should sort of make the point, Saracens are, are not going to Munster, they're going to Dublin. That game's been played at the Aviva. Um, on the, uh, in the Challenge Cup, uh, Gloucester and Bath are, are, are both away in France against, respectively, La Rochelle and Stade Francais. Um, big, big weekend. You sort of, sort of got to clear the mind of, of, of Lions, England, permutations, who's in, who's out, and who's actually going to survive it through to the uh, final weekend in Murrayfield in uh, two weeks' time. Uh, Saracens Munster, is, that's the... That's the pick of the of the weekend games, isn't it? I mean, yeah. they're all great games, but the, a massive game. De- definitely, I, t- I tell you, you won't be able to quite get the lines out of your mind because every time there's a collision, you'll be wobbling there. <laughs> they all get up, but I mean, Munster, Munster Saracens is almost like a classic uh, European semi final. It's what a semi final should be, as is, as is the other one. I think uh, technically, the best two teams in in the in the last four would be Saracens and Claremont, but technically, technical matters often don't don't mean a lot um, when you get to this stage. In the semi-final I think Munster Saris would be fantastic uh, I'm rather surprised if Saris are upset by the occasion and all that they've all been in big occasions um, but I think Munster clearly would play well their Lions will want to celebrate and what a fantastic um, uh, what a fantastic prospect it is Claremont Leinster 
I, I, look, I think some people got a soft spot for Claremont. I'm one of them. They've been the runner-up so many times, so many competitions. They're a great club. If, if, ever, if ever you wanted to, you had to choose a place to watch rugby every week, you'd probably go Claremont. Cause oh, it's great magnificent stadium. there. Absolutely fantastic. wonderful. Fantastic. Leinster also, though, deadly dangerous. You know, I mean, I think if, if Leinster can get ahead with 20 minutes to go, or can be ahead with 20 minutes to go, the old Claremont, Claremont's heebie-jeebies might, might then kick in. So, four great games. Uh, don't tell me, you know, don't tell me that those two are inferior in pace and quality and passion to an internationals because they're not. They're right up there. This has been a special edition of the Ruck Thursday special for uh, Lions and England squads being announced. Uh, this was the Ruck. You can put your comments uh, on our websites uh, or you can subscribe. Please join the conversation. Please come back to us again next week. We'll be up at the normal time from, ne- from next week onwards. Thank you very much. Thank you.